Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates and ready to go. OutKick 360 is underway. Friday edition is here. 6th and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Football, football, football. Wall-to-wall today on the show as we get you ready for college and NFL kickoffs. We had one last night with the Chiefs and Chargers on Amazon Prime. Gentlemen, good afternoon. I've got 87 pens in my bag, and I can't find one of them right now. I'm just going to continue to dig around until I find one pen. Oh, here we go. I got a pencil. Hutton, number two pencil. Uh, Your specialty. You're speaking my language. I was going to lend you. Your favorite. favorite. I have a great system because I can lend people a pen, and because my pens are distinctive, I always get it back because we know if somebody has this pen, it's been stolen. (laughs) I had an incident today I think people can relate to. I I had something fall out of my pocket in my car when I was getting out of my car. I heard it clank. You know the feeling. Yes. It clanks into that small area along between the door, the crevice. I'm exploring the crevice. (laughs) Batch up for those of you who have been with us for a long time. So you were in the crevice. Uh, I'm in the crevice. I'm digging in the crevice. How deep in the crevice? As deep as I could get in the crevice. I moved the seat all the way back. I moved the seat all the way back. I explore from the front. I moved the seat all the way up. I explore from the back. I go under the car. I go under the car beside my car. I'm looking everywhere I can. This small item. What did you lose? Okay, so I I have a thing that uh, it's a microphone that I put on the podium when somebody's talking, and another piece of it plugs into my phone, and it gives me excellent sound. I had terrible sound, and uh, Austin Priceless suggested this device to me, and I've had excellent sound since then. Um, I love how I you call him by it. his Twitter yeah. name. <laughs> I want people to be able to find. Well, him. you now refer to me as the Chad Winthrop yes, since the, that's my Twitter handle. The Chad Winthrop. Yes. I have a typo. When that's I, like the Chad. I can't find this thing anywhere. Now I'm going to tear my car up when I get home. Tear up this crevice. Tear it with up with a flashlight. I'm going <laughs> to put a flashlight in the crevice to try to find it. I I fear it's just disappeared. It's been swallowed up. It's gone. I'm going to have to order a new one. Lost to the ages. Can I get it in time for my trip to Buffalo? Should I order it to my Buffalo hotel? My whole life. And I'm reminding myself of my father because my father, in moments when simple stuff that shouldn't go wrong, went wrong, became infuriated. <laughs> and I, when simple stuff, when you catch your, catch your seatbelt and you can't get it off the thing, but it's very obvious what's going wrong, but you can't fix it easily, would get angry. And I am very much like I, that. The I softening am, has not covered this area. Paul, this is one area where I am in 100% agreement with you and have total empathy because I have the same issue. Where could it be? With little things, like little mechanical issues that I look at, and I'm like, I just can't see it. And I'm having this conversation <laughs> with, with Angie today. We, we, we got a new car. Congratulations. She got into a wreck. We got the car no, settlement insurance not money. Not on the we, wreck, but congratulations we got a, We got a newer version of her older car, which I is asked, great. I asked him the difference. He said it's, it's Color? sleek. It's more Sleeker? sleek. Sleek. It's a sport. It's an uh, XLT oh, sport. 
But anyway, so we've got two child seats. So we're removing child seats from my car. We're putting it into the rental. Then we're taking it out of the like rental. Heaven. We're putting it into the new car. And there's these little latches that go into oh, the seatbelt receptor, the, re- the seatbelt receiver. And when you have go to ahead, find them. Go ahead. Use the kind of language I was using. You, you in- insert. You insert in the crevice. <laughs> and as you're doing it, but you're also like, it's 90 degrees inside of the car. It's, it's hot. Hundred, it's steamy. It's 110 inside the into car. The crevice, it's 90 outside. Creates a steam. I'm reaching around the child seat trying to find it. So- it's a reach around. I've got a long neck and torso to begin with. So my head is up in a different crevice. And I'm stuck up in the window. You're up and in the I crevice. Mean, I am jamming, jamming, jamming this thing into the crevice. And I cannot get it to latch. You can't get it in the, the crevice. The whole time. And I am just sweaty and frustrated and just want to scream. What did you throw? Because you can see with a hook. and But once you get, it's not like you can look right down on it because your hand is going in between the seats to find the in hook. In the crevice. And I'm, I, I just tell you, it's just blind luck. Like if it gets on there, it's because I just blindly... One time, as hard as I could, you have to lift weights to get ready to do this exercise. So you have to do it like 60 times until it you get the one lucky. The wor- putting child seats in and taking them out is one of the worst processes, especially in summer. When it's hot outside, I hate it. We should trade. I'll come I do the car seat and you go find my microphone. Oh, my God. I'm sweating right now just talking about the process of doing this. Luckily, child seats are in the new car. <laughs> Uh, we got new child seats because of this accident also. That's nice. And that process is over for now. And my parents, who drive our daughters around too, get the extra car seat. So now, who's inserting those? Oh, I'm sure it'll be me. <laughs> I'm, when it's time, it'll be me. And it's going to be... Something to look forward to. Pure misery. Not fun for Chad. Right now, hunting's off the hook. But uh, so far. It, the rule of three, something will come up. <laughs> um Last night, fun game until the interception, the pick six. Look, Gerald Everett's not getting enough grief, I don't think. I agree. I mean, the guy he was done. First try. off, they have to sub for him because he's dead the play before. I don't know why he's so well, tired off of that. Well, I, I don't know. either. I don't but either. But you got to get out of the but hurry up out. if your guy has to come off the field. Well, or, and then he's got to overcome his tiredness yes. and make the play. I mean, that was the whole game was least, his inability to cut the right way. At least become a defender. Yeah, and you don't go necessarily have to catch the down. football. He just kind of stared and stumbled and picked six, 99 yards it the opposite awful, way. Awful, awful, awful. Uh, uh, great play by Jalen Watson to Trip. return it, it turn the, the, the tide of the game there. Herbert, though, I gained a lot of respect for him. I already had a ton. But the way he finished that game with the rib injuries, you, you can tell he is hurting. At one time walking on, he looked like he shouldn't have been allowed and, to and walk on. He could on. barely, uh, it's almost like he was having trouble breathing, standing up at times. And that strike he delivered inside the five-yard oh line. Oh my gosh. While hurt. And then eventually scoring the touchdown on fourth and goal. I gained a ton of respect even though they didn't win the game yeah, and he the, threw the pick the six. The play before it looked like he shouldn't have been playing. And then the play I, I after he, like was, a, he whistled the yeah, ball he, he into a away. precise I, I immediately yeah. had like a punctured lung type feel yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, it looked That's weird. Because he kept pointing Internal to his bleeding. chest and in a lot of discomfort on the sideline. And I'm thinking, this is something really bad or, or broken rib. It looks like it's probably just bruised ribs. Which lingers. It, it'll, it'll hang around and it's going to be very, very sore. But man, what a throw on fourth and one. I mean, that thing. Fourth and one and a I don't know how he even bomb. saw the receiver because he was so well covered. And that was great defense. 
He is blanketing the receiver and puts that arm out and almost gets a fingertip on it and is perfectly laid out in front of him. Impressive. There are a couple moments that were inches. I mean, on the, on the touchdown catch um, for Kansas City where J.C. Jackson got lost, he actually got back in position to get his hand very close to the ball. Um, whereas if he, I thought two or three inches yeah. more, he would have knocked that ball down. That could have changed the complexion of the game. Good job by Kansas City. Look, they overcame what? Uh, uh, was it fourteen? My team, thirteen. My did not 14. cover though. They uh, did not cover. I missed that by a point and a half. Yeah. Well, the over under was. Oh, was seventeen really seven? High. I think. Right. Yeah, and um, and and the Chargers were looking good. They they had some flow and some momentum. And, and they we had know a chance that to put those the game things away. don't last. They complete a screen. Gerald Everett runs down inside the five yard on great play, and you can immediately you can see him tap out like, "Hey, I need a breather. This is not good." But the hurry up was in because they were trying to catch Kansas City in the same personnel. Yeah, Telecast did a good job of pointing. Yeah, Herb that Schick out. was really good on that. And then they threw his way again, which was odd. And it's odd for a tight end to be wearing six. seven. I, some of these number changes are all right. A tight end in seven just does not work for me. I thought the telecast, since we mentioned it, was a little bit low energy. I thought Herb Street was really working hard to be a good NFL analyst. And then when Mike Williams makes the catch, you know, in the side yep. of the end zone, there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm for it. I wonder if that'll be a note that they go over as they head into their so, second game. Shout out, real quick, shout out to Jacob Underwood, who sent me this text last night, friend of the show. He compared their broadcast and the energy to a Madden game on PlayStation. He's like, it sounds like this is just, you canned. know, Al Michaels and, and Kirk Herbstreit canned on reading a script. Like they're in different rooms and it did. recording I, I, it all I said, separately. That, that's a perfect description. Because it, it almost felt – if you would have told me they were calling that from a studio, I would have believed you last yeah. time. Yeah, I, I thought it was good, but it, it was – It was fine. It was um, antiseptic in a way. Like I felt like it deserved was – Deserved better. Uh, the game deserved better. Sort of in plastic casing. That's a good way to And it was it. polished up and well-produced, maybe overly produced, and they were technically very sound. There was no rapport. Right between the two of them, like I mean, again, it takes time to get that. You know, you're not going to have the Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth relationship right out of the bat, but they didn't step over each other. It was like they knew exactly the time they had and their cues to call the play-by-play, give the analysis, get back to the play-by-play, back to the analysis. Not a lot of crosstalk on anything with the two of them. Uh, I thought it was very, very good right out of the gates. There were no big hiccups. I will say this, and I'm curious if anyone else had this problem. I had to go to a, an elementary school event. My daughter cheered at a high school football game as a seven-year-old last night. So we were there. Got home second quarter of the game. Go to my fire stick is what I watch on upstairs. Okay. Turn on the fire stick. Go to Amazon. It just goes blue, the screen. Prime video. Nothing loads the whole time. I'm thinking, this is new. <laughs> and I told Angie, I said, I wonder if something's going to overload the system when we join late. That's going to be screwed up. I had to unplug my fire stick two separate times to get the fire stick to reset before the game played. When I played it upstairs on the fire stick, there were some latency issues and a little bit of popping in the video where it cut for a second and then be fine. Went downstairs on a smart TV that just had it on the TV. Beautiful. Crystal clear video. 
Everything was perfect, loaded right up for me. So I'm curious if anyone watches on a fire stick, if they had a similar issue getting it going in the beginning. That's really, I think my situation is the only one I've heard a lot about. There was someone tweeted me and said the audio was three seconds behind the video, the entire game. I watched on, on a, I watched on a smart TV. It was crisp and clear for a good while. Then I feel like uh, we don't believe in jinxes. I saw one tweet from somebody with a big following about a problem, and then I read the comments on that. And as I was reading the comments on that, mine started to pixelate <laughs> and, and, and get bad, and it wasn't great for the rest of the thing. And I think Prime's biggest issue, I, I don't, I'd like to be able to pause, like to take the dogs out quickly and come back and catch up to the commercial, you know, and then get yes. back to live. It's got bad controls. Prime, Amazon Prime has bad pause, fast forward, play controls. It's also not the easiest HUD. I think you went there to the analytics channel, which had some interesting stuff on it. It's really cool. It I labels it. it labels the five eligible receivers and it draws lines so you can see how the patterns develop. And that was cool. I found it a little cumbersome to get to that and to get out of that. I watched on my laptop and it was very simple. It's almost like the broadcast is made for laptop or mobile device because it's one click. You choose which broadcast you want, one click, and it and it. You're watching it. So I didn't watch on the TV or have to go through a remote like you guys. Um, they need to fix that, though, because I'm in the minority on that, watching on the laptop. Yeah, you are. Do you not, are you not compelled to throw it from your laptop to your TV? No. I, I was just, there were other things on TV, so I, didn't, I was just watching the game on the laptop last night. But it so was Claire super, was watching super Vanderpump? Simple. Yeah, I don't know. She was, uh, it was something else. It was something on HBO, I think. WNBA, game yeah, four. That's it. <laughs> I was in on that. Huns a big, the, the Huns are a big uh, WNBA household. Aces are damn good. Hey man, that, that series continued last night. That was game three. Yeah, it was two zero. Uh, it was it's Chad, best of five. You it was two zero. It could be Pop -pop game Mark one Davis. for all I know. It was two zero. No game eight for all. This could be a don't new know. segment. I give you just what limited know. info I have on the WNBA minute. I, I know this. The Aces were up two zero, and the Sun battled back last night and won. And if it, it's t tonight, the Connecticut Sun. And they play, I believe, in the Mohegan Sun. <laughs> they do. Casino. They do. And if they win, maybe tonight or tomorrow in game four, okay. Hutton, it's going to be a deciding game five. Two That's two. Five. To win the WNBA title. Can't wait for you to tell me who wins. Uh, what's her name? Carolyn Peck. Yes. Was on yep. the, uh, I was watching Sports Center this morning. She's good. And she was on the, um, the, the round table. The tape, the table, the they have a setup remote. Oh, get up or whatever. No, they have like an actual WNBA setup at the set. It's like ESPN at the WNBA finals. Okay, and they're there courtside, and they're giving their analysis. Amazing access. That's how I know what's going on. She is, I mean, great saleswoman. Like I know about this now because she did such a good job selling it. She's excellent. Well, she was going through like the highlights, like. Little slingshot right here from Perkins, and I don't know who was playing, but all the shot she had all the highlights down quickly. It was it was well done. I liked uh, it. Big takeaway last night from the losing team, the Chargers. Uh, Brandon Staley trusts his defense. I, I talked a about ton this. More, he changed a ton more than last year. I was anticipating whether he would, and he did. So last year against the Raiders, there was a fourth and one from their own 18 or 19 yard line, and they went for it. Very aggressive as a play caller because he doesn't trust his defense last year. 
This year, the opposite. They had fourth and two multiple times in Kansas City territory last night and chose to punt the football. That's a big difference in philosophy based on the additions they've made, including Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson and others. That's a big takeaway for me for the future of the Los Angeles Chargers. They can now trust different areas of their football team, where, where last year it was just like you put up 40 or 50 points, and if you don't reach 37, 38 points, you're probably losing Yeah, to, to a team like Kansas and, City. Uh, look, uh, we had this conversation yesterday about how much would it change. They spent a lot of money and a lot of resources on revamping the defense, strengthen the run defense up the middle. Yep. J.C. Jackson, uh, premier corner, got burned on a, on a touchdown throw last night, but changes the complexion of, uh, of what they do. And I was surprised. Richard Sherman, in, in the pregame, his big question was the Kansas City corners um, and, and how they, they would hold up. And it's not like – I mean, San Diego can throw uh, – San Diego. Los Angeles yeah. can throw the ball. It should be San for Diego. sure. The uh, quarterback is, is fantastic. But their receivers are not the most dynamic. Keenan Allen was out. Mike right. Williams gets open, but it's not really based on speed. He's a big physical receiver. Made a great touchdown catch with one hand in the end zone. Josh Palmer is very good, but yeah. same build. I was surprised that that was Richard Sherman's question, and that was a bit of a question throughout the game. Kansas City's trying to run it more this year, too. That's the other big takeaway from the game. Still can't run it on third and short. I mean, their their third and short situations were terrible. They would be amazing if they could consistently run the ball. They came out trying to do that against the Chargers last night. The first three or four plays. Yeah. Runs. I mean, I feel like it's such a a detriment to them, their short yardage package and situation. It's almost worth just an enormous running back in the sixth or seventh round. Even if it does not fit your scheme or what you do offensively, those little guys fit Situational. the scheme way more. But you need a guy who can just you know, get you a half a yard when you need it, if all else fails. They don't have that. Hit us up on uh, Twitter at Outkick360. You can share the link uh, there. If you're watching live, if you're listening to one of our great radio partners, we appreciate that. Uh, quick news on the way to our college football preview for the weekend. Josh Heupel received a contract extension by a year, I believe, Chad. Uh, 2028 is when it now expires. He gets an increase in raise. The buyout increases. And this is something that was signed in July. I love these reports. It was signed in July, but gets out now in mid-September. Um, it's not a huge extension. It's almost he, like He a, gets a million-dollar-a-year raise, which, I mean, look, uh, that's a lot of money, but it's also in the world of major college sports, right. not that big of a deal. He goes from about $4.1 million to $5 million a year. And in, uh, but and it was that, done before. That's the thing is I think everybody sees it as, oh, well. They beat Pitt. They beat Pitt, so right. now you got to give him a million dollars more a year. But this was, this was more based off his year one performance, because it was in July, and the recruiting that was going on. And I just – well, it's, it's another example of the cats out of the bag. It's unnecessary, but it's part of the game right now. But part, for of the game, part of the game, though, is increasing the buyout if he leaves for another school, which it is which now, is good. It's now up to eight million for him to leave this year or next year, and then it reduces by two million dollars. But again, like he's probably if he's still around, he's probably getting another extension, and we see new terms. So it's good for the university as well because last off season, while it didn't last very long, we were talking about Oklahoma for him. Yeah. No, it's 
at least the university got something in return. Yeah. He didn't parlay some a little bit of success into now I'm going to get everything I want and the buyout's going to go down <laughs> if I leave, right. right? The university got something in return. Said, yeah, it's going to cost you a lot if you decide to leave for another job. At Outkick 360 is where you can find us. Coming up, the game's tomorrow. Withrow's got his top 10 games of the week. We'll go 10 through 1, and we'll preview each kickoff right here on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. The Colts uh, headed to Jacksonville. They've listed questionable Michael Pittman and DeForest Buckner. They will be without Shaquille Leonard, formerly Darius Leonard, and their rookie wide receiver Alec Pierce, both ruled out for the Jacksonville game. I'm not positive they win that game. I, um, I've got my upset picks coming up. We, I'm will, going we to, will save all these talks for Hutton's upset picks later. I'm going to spill off air into on air. Kelly Preston, Chad, is in fact dead. She died in 2020. Of what? I don't, listen, I, I'm giving you the nuts and bolts. We can't go into Paul said all this we, we, we were having a discussion about, about John Travolta, and then I said something about Kelly Preston. And oh, this Paul was like said, the ski accident. Or whatever, Ke- right? Kelly Preston's dead. And I'm like, I said, Kelly isn't Preston dead? is a dead. You're thinking of Anne Hesh. That's what I <laughs> Hesh. said. Anne Hesh. Oh, breast cancer. Who oh. am I thinking of that died of uh, the fall on the ski resort? Sonny Bono? <laughs> No. Who? No, Ann Hayes died in, in a, a car fiery accident. car accident. Yeah. Thing. I don't know. Man, we're a mess right here. <laughs> Everything bleeds together. <laughs> Just off Are the we rails. sure that Ann Hash didn't have a ski accident? <laughs> and then go on a car ride? <laughs> Sorry, it's not supposed no, to be it's funny. Not funny. But maybe there are two on top Dude, of Dude, I rely on you for celebrity living or dead. So you not knowing Kelly Preston terrible, was a big I, disappointment. I ter- that was the, my worst part of Trivia Trifecta was alive or dead. Dead or alive. The game. I'm bad at that. Okay. I well, can Kelly tell you, Preston dead. I can give you Kelly Preston's, you know, some of her film catalog for Love of Which the Game, Jerry Maguire. She's in two Same. very good she sports, was in for Love of the game? sports theme that movies. That was her? Oh, yeah. She was, not she a good was, movie, Chad, but Kevin I get Costner's sucked in love every time. He will even tell you a bad film that, he, that she starred in that he loves. Yeah, in which three, one was that? two, one. <laughs> she played a mom, <laughs> I want to say like in... Um, is she the mom in Jack Frost, <laughs> the Christmas movie with Michael Keaton Again, as the snowman? That's why we look to you, our Dennis Leary anointed film expert. <laughs> you like that, huh? <laughs> I'll never, uh, I'll never forget Dennis Leary saying, "Oh, you like that, huh?" Yeah. Uh, Chad, Natasha Richardson is was in the skiing accident. That's it. My friend is tweeting. Yes. <laughs> People are tied in. Was Natasha? That, I'm <laughs> Here thinking we go. of uh, more. That's it. I'm thinking it was of recent. The, what was the the girl Natasha Hinstridge in Species? Yes, that Remember was her? just frightening. It was a lot of things. <laughs> frightening was one of them. Sexually exhilarating yeah, for a 15 year old. Yeah. It was when it came out. It was something else. I wasn't scared. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> the feelings I had were not I had fear. Some, some feelings, yeah. and they weren't fear. Natasha Hinstridge. It is time for Chad Withrow's top 10 games of the college <laughs> football Simon weekend. Simon will not watch. 
Need more reasons to watch college football? It's time to bang some hats. Here's Chad Withrow's must-see games this weekend. Bang some hats, Chad. Boys, in a week where the college football lineup may have closer spreads than the top 10 games in the NFL this week. Could be. I'm going to game number 10. Colin, our producer, not going to be happy to hear about this game on the list, but here we are. Cal at Notre Dame. Notre Dame trying to avoid going to 0-3 for the first time ever. Um, Marcus Freeman has started 0-3 as head coach. Good news is I don't think Cal is very good. They beat UC Davis, and they had to sweat out a win over UNLV 20-14. They're not a good offense. They are a defensive football team. Notre Dame's defense should have no problems slowing down Cal in this game. Got to get something going offensively with Drew Pine, who's coming in for uh, Tyler Buckner in this one. Get the passing game going for the Irish. That's the issue because they scored 21 against Marshall. The problem with that is the final seven points came with 15 seconds left, and yep. it was meaningless. That, By the way, that with 15 seconds left, that was their first passing touchdown of the season in two games. Came with 15 seconds left of meaningless they, football against Marshall. Poor. The offensive line was supposed to be a strength of – the returning experience, their run game has been abysmal. That That's why they're struggling offensively. Game number nine, Texas Tech at NC State. Two undefeated 2-0 teams. Donovan Smith, quarterback at Texas Tech, checked in for Slough in this past game. Great pass rush for Texas Tech. They're allowing only 47% completion percentage on the season so far, mainly because of that pass rush. They beat Houston in Jerry's World in overtime, 33-30. Great win for the Red Raiders. NC State, unimpressive against ECU. Passing game is not clicking with Devin Leary, who everyone loves. Love him. In the NFL. Hasn't done much yet, but the defense is really good at forcing turnovers. Spread is big. NC State's a 10-point favorite in this game. What does Vegas know that we don't about this Wolfpack team? We'll find out. They know... They know Saturday Larry night. is a good quarterback. That's what Sa- they know. Saturday night, 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN2. Well, we need that one. Uh, our ACC pick needs to yep. look a little bit well, stronger. Well, for, for ACC by a little purposes, bit, I mean a lot of it. I know, but so, they need to be on track. Yeah, it's time to look like NC State looked on paper in the preseason. <laughs> I feel like this is a game, this next one, that's just hand-picked for Paul. Seems okay. like a game Paul would be interested in watching. Well, thank you for picking for me. Columbia does eight. debut this weekend. Columbia, by the way, we're getting reports of some really bad stuff at Columbia. Have you seen these reports? Yeah, we'll talk about it. About how they're, <laughs> they've been fibbing on how just prestigious they are? Interesting. I've not read the story, so I don't know. Um, number eight, Purdue at Syracuse, Paul. Oh, I don't Purdue 1-1, one one, Syracuse 2-0. and oh. The Orange, a one-and-a-half point favor in this game. This game will kick at 11 a.m. Central on ESPN2. Louisville and UConn against Syracuse. How about this for a stat? Completed 80% of their passes against Syracuse. They like to allow people underneath and trying to stop the big play. High completion percentages. That does not bode well against Aiden O'Connell in this Purdue offense in this game. I love Purdue as a winner, as a slight underdog in this game on the road at Syracuse. I do not like short passing. I do like small point spreads. Small point spreads is good. It should be a good game, but it, I, I, if I saw this, again, if I'm flipping through the channels, I'm judging this. You say, meh. It's a good game, but ultimately, are we you're talking about it better. on Monday? No. You're looking for better. We're not. 
So this next game will be. <laughs> Chad's like, yeah, you're right. This next, yeah, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> this next game will be um, the last double-digit point spread of our list. Okay. okay? Yep. Oklahoma, Nebraska. I'm glad this is in your top. Boys, 10. I've got a funny feeling. I've got a funny feeling about this game. Nebraska they, should have beaten a much better Oklahoma team than this one a they, year ago on the road. They hate each other. They hate each other. Nebraska, though, surrendered 45 points in 575 yards against Georgia Southern. Now, the Huskers' offense, 60% on third down completion. Offense has not been that bad for Nebraska so far with Casey Thompson at quarterback. Oklahoma, uncharacteristically from the Lincoln-Riley era, being led by their defense. Now, under Brent Venables, they allowed 13 to UTEP, three against Kent State. Haven't been tested yet. Um, I've got a feeling that Oklahoma does not have the high-powered offense we've seen in past years. This game could be much closer than people think. Oklahoma's an 11-point favorite. What does your funny feeling translate to fiscally? Uh, I am willing to bet a very small amount on a money line because it's going to be a big rate of return. Yeah, so it's either it's either Oklahoma wins in a boat race or Nebraska wins on a field goal at the end. I could also see you know Nebraska up ten at halftime and losing by twenty one because <laughs> it could be a big burst initially with that crowd and that environment and a new coach and a new energy and then they it dies down quickly for Nebraska. Game number six on the list. Florida State at Louisville. This game being played tonight on ESPN, 6.30 Central Time kickoff. Florida State now 2-0 on the season. We all saw the dramatic win over LSU. Louisville, a mixed bag so far. They looked terrible in getting blown out by Syracuse in the opener. Then they followed up and go on the road to Orlando and beat a good Central Florida team. Malik Cunningham has to be the best player on the football field tonight for Louisville. This is a chance to really right the ship on their season. Satterfield at Louisville under a lot of heat right now. Beat Florida State at home. Florida State's a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And Louisville gets things going when you start to look at their schedule a bit. Malik Cunningham, very, very uh, uh, talented. Jordan Travis for Florida State. Good start against LSU. I like this ACC matchup tonight on ESPN. Give me Louisville tonight, minus the points. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning that way also. I think Malik Cunningham is the difference in this game tonight. Game number five. Now we get to the SEC matchups. Here we go. SEC time. Mississippi State at LSU. Mississippi State a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. LSU one and one. Jaden Daniels, Will Rogers. Tale of two quarterbacks. Mississippi State's run defense is excellent. Their overall defense is really good. Jaden Daniels needs to be big through the air in this game. Jaden Daniels, I know that it's Southern they played last week, completed 79% of his passes. He got going late against Florida State, right? When they needed it, he had the big drive, went the length of the field, had the touchdown pass. So Jaden Daniels needs to step up big if LSU is going to have a chance in this game. I like Mississippi State. Mississippi State dominated offensively last year in this matchup, but LSU won the game because LSU's offense hit big plays. If Jaden Daniels is going to be an eight-win quarterback for LSU, they've got to win tomorrow. Six o'clock That's Eastern. Is that late enough? Uh, the sun will set in the second. It's not. No, it's not late enough for tailgating. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, it's it's not going to get not dark until the lights will be on. Though. It's not going to get dark until mid-third quarter. LSU is a game. home underdog. Yeah, that's that's rare. Mississippi State also just 
dominates time of possession in their games. If you, well, if you look at the way they play, and even just, with the, the air raid, they control the clock. Florida State converted on 11 of 17 third down tries against LSU's defense in week one. That's a problem. Mississippi State's been playing very well. Now we see them for real against SEC competition. Well, I guess a, a middling, like, is LSU good? I think we find out tomorrow. That's an intriguing game. Is, is Mississippi State, like, do they have the chance to be the second best team in the West? We find out tomorrow. Yeah, they're in the discussion with Arkansas, yeah. you know, with a win at LSU. And Brian Kelly, one and two to start at LSU. I mean, there's a lot of intrigue mm-hmm. about the outcome of this game. Suddenly, Mississippi State's got rocket fuel at 3-0 and with a win in Baton Rouge, or LSU could really get their season, sort of like Louisville with a disappointing yes. start, can write their season with this game. Game number four, Michigan State, number 11 in the country, at Washington. Even though Michigan State's 11th, Hutton loves this when it happens. Washington unranked, Michigan State 11th, no problem. Washington a field goal favorite <laughs> in this game at home. Kalen DeBoer is a hell of a coach. Came over from Fresno State. Really good passing offense. Led by the Indiana transfer, Michael Penix Jr., who, by the way, averaging 380 yards a game through the air so far for the Huskies. 70% completion percentage. Yes. In Michigan State, they've got a great a duo at running back. Jalen Berger, Jarek Broussard, they will tote the rock for the Spartans. I really like this game. 6.30 Central Time kick on ABC. Here is my problem with Michigan State in this game. They're overthinking it because of history. The Spartans are 0-13 in the regular season since 1957 for games on the West Coast. They have lost to California, Washington, Oregon, Arizona, Hawaii. Their last win on the West Coast, October 5th, 1957 at Cal. They Didn't believe, they go on Tuesday like Belichick? I don't, well, <laughs> they haven't traveled early, but what they've done is they have changed their sleeping habits uh. for a trip to Washington. This bugs me, where they have been told not to sleep on the flight to Seattle today. And they have a sleeping program designed for kickoff two or three time zones away. I'm trying to get my timing right here. The it should fa- only be two. Fact of the matter is, like, it may, it may be you're not traveling to Detroit's east. You're not going to Ireland. This isn't Nebraska in week, in week yeah. zero here. You're yeah, going. you're right. Game's not being played double. Overdoing it. They're overthinking it. Washington wins this game. Yeah, I like this game either way. Um, very underrated, sneaky underrated college football environment in Seattle for their home games when you watch a game on television. Never been. Want to go. Uh, they, they dock right up to a lake there, I believe. And you can uh, you do some some sailgating at Washington <laughs> games. Surf, like our music. It's got me in a surfing mood. I love it. Um, no surfing in Provo, Utah. That's where we go next. Actually, we're going to Eugene, Oregon. That's where BYU is this week. BYU at Oregon. Game number three of the week. BYU 12th in the country. Deserved after a big home win over Baylor last week. Oregon guys at 25. Hanging on their reputation right now because they got destroyed by Georgia to open the season. Do we get good Bo Nix or bad Bo Nix in this game? That's the question. They gave up 575 yards to Georgia. Yeah, I'm getting on to bet on this one, right? The fact that BYU is the underdog here. Yeah, Oregon's minus three and a half. Uh, BYU's the better football team. So while Oregon's the favorite, BYU's the better football team. I'm heavy BYU this weekend at DraftKings. Is Penn State the better football team against Auburn? We'll yes. find out yes. on Saturday. Penn State at Auburn. Hutton says yes. 
this game uh, kicking off the CBS game 2.30 on CBS. Um, ever since last year's environment in Happy Valley for that game, the night game, which was terrific to watch, it's been setting up to be a monumental matchup between these two. It's odd because I feel like the coach who is sure to get fired is what is under the least amount of pressure in this game, going up against James Franklin. I feel like Brian Harson is just playing with house money at this point. Look, he survived the coup. He knows he's not wanted. He's probably on his way and out. He's out either way. So it's either you know win your way into a, a better gig, or a, an equal gig, or you know lose like everyone expects, and your tenure at Auburn is over. I think this Auburn team could play loose in this game. Could give Penn State something, especially if Sean Clifford struggles like we've seen at times. Chad, which terrible quarterback can complete passes? That's the difference because both teams are going to try to run it. Penn State, their, their best win is much better than what Auburn's had to this point with their win over Purdue, but they ran 27 times for 92 yards. And the way to go against Auburn is to throw the football. Same thing against Penn State. Which bad quarterback actually produces in a hostile environment? I think Penn State wins on the road because they're just overall better and they're more tested. I know more about the Nittany Lions right now than I do the Tigers just based on the schedule. Any statistical analysis of Auburn means nothing right now based on who they've played. Game number one of the week. No surprise. We had Billy Lucci on yesterday to break it down. Miami at Texas A&M. Billy Lucci said it really well when he said a win over Miami certainly doesn't save the season, but a loss destroys it at this point after a loss to Appalachian State. And he's right. If A&M wins, they're still 24th in the country. If they win against Miami, who, by the way, is down, we find it, find out today, their best receiver, their number one receiver is out for this game. If A&M wins and they could piece together another win or two in this stretch, suddenly things don't look so bad for Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies. Lose this game at home to Miami, who is ranked 13th in the country. Bad things could follow. A&M now up to a 7.5-point favorite in this game at last check after the announcement of the receiver being out. Here's what people are overlooking. A&M, weak at linebacker, based on what I saw against Appalachian State. Weak on the offensive line. There's going to be a lot of talk about quarterback. Offensively, it's the offensive line and what Miami can do with that front. Meanwhile, I think the nation gets a first look at Tyler Van Dyke and then Parrish, who's a transfer running back from Ole Miss that's now a star at Miami. This is a great game. This is not maybe, Chad, this is maybe not the uh, the best football game of the weekend, just top to bottom, if we're going to rate them after we see it played. This is the most interesting one because A&M and all the talk over the week about buy-in and what's going to happen at quarterback, this is the game to watch. And Miami's been the talk of the offseason, but no one's seen them on the national stage. We get to see that tomorrow. So quick review, game number 10, Cal at Notre Dame. Number nine, Texas Tech at NC State. Number eight, Purdue at Syracuse. Seven, Oklahoma at Nebraska. Six, Florida State and Louisville tonight. Mississippi State at LSU, number five. Game number four, Michigan State at Washington. Three, BYU at Oregon. Number two, Penn State at Auburn. Number one game of the week, Miami, Texas A&M. Excellent job, Chadwick. Excellent. Looking forward to it. College football kickoff later in the show. We'll preview all the SEC matchups. When we come back, got some upsets. Straight up upsets for DraftKings across the NFL. Going to tell you who to cash in on this weekend next on Outkick 360.
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Outkick 360 rolls on. Gentlemen, um, should have, should have, it's still a loss. Should have won two of three games last Uh-oh. week in the outright money line bets. Jacksonville let me down to the Washington Commanders. They came back in the second Shocking half. Shocking that Jacksonville let anyone down. They came back in the Never second happens. half. Always dangerous bet. And then they allowed a touchdown with a minute and a half to play. Bet $5, get $200 instantly for all got. new DraftKings users. You've got to be 21 years or older. This is for first-time DraftKings Sportsbook customers only. Make a deposit of at least 5 bucks in your Sportsbook account and then place a wager of at least $5 on NFL or college football games between now and September 19th. So that's Monday. Between now and the end of Week 2 or the, first, the final kickoff of Week 2 of the NFL season. By doing that, you'll receive $200 instantly in addition to any cash winnings from your original wager once it settles. Here we go, guys. I've got three games for you this weekend. I am person. By the way, I'm personally betting these, which means I'm not going to throw out stuff that I'm not backing on my own. I am starting with the Steelers at home plus 110 against New England on the road. They're hosting the Patriots. I don't trust the Patriots offense. Steelers, meanwhile, their defense, even without TJ Watt, did well. I love Mika Fitzpatrick. I'm intrigued to see what happens with Mac Jones in this game. I like at least the fact that Trubisky didn't turn the football over, which means he's not going to hand the football and give extra possessions to to Bill Belichick. I take the I take the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. They escape with an overtime win against Cincinnati. I like them straight up. As the home underdog. I do, too. Uh, I love your description of Trubisky. It's like describing a true freshman quarterback in college. We just need this kid to not turn the ball over and then just keep the ball in our possession. We're going to be okay. That's the description of Trubisky. I like it. I just fear a little bit the regression, the, the, the flip, you know. That they both play opposite of how they played first week, which is always what you think in the second week. That's fair. Um, I just I feel like it's, it's good to take him a home. Give me the Saints over the Bucks. The Bucks are banged up offensively at receiver. The Saints notoriously play well against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in this matchup, the Saints defense against that Tampa Bay offense, I think this is a, a grinded out type of game where I think the focus is going to be on Brady and Winston. This is more about the backfield. And I realize Kamara's got a rib injury or something's going on with him. I still like New Orleans in this game to win this game outright at plus 120. Again, at home, home underdog, I'm taking New Orleans. I think he was just designated as questionable, Kamara. I'm taking is, the Saints. Yeah. Tom Brady, 1-4 and four against New Orleans since becoming the starting I like quarterback. It. I like it. I, I, they've got their number. They even win like terrible games. They won 9 nothing <laughs> the, last time they, the last time they played. And my third game, I had Jacksonville winning over Indy. And I switched it because Joe Flacco is 17-3 and against the Cleveland Browns. And they're a heavy underdog. Give me New York on the road. The vast majority of the points from Cleveland came on field goals. Vast majority a week ago. 
I think it's fool's gold. I think you look at the final schedule, uh, final score, and you look at the schedule upcoming. You also look at the Jets and what they did or what they did not do offensively against Baltimore. I think it flips. I'm taking the Jets on a flyer this week, and I think they get things together offensively. They didn't run the ball very well last week. I think they do this week against Cleveland. I can't go with you on this one. Joe, Joe Flacco won all those games because he had a Ravens defense with him. The Jets do not have the Ravens defense. I think Cleveland plays the same formula it played last week and beats the Jets, who are maybe the worst team in the world. Never thought I'd see the day where I heard Joe Flacco's a difference in this football game, and it's, it's a good statement. that it's, He's going to be the difference in a, in a good way. Let's talk about whether he's the let me, let me tell you how good he is against this franchise. He's exactly the same as Peyton Manning was against the Houston Texans, 17-3. and three. That's insane. Insane. Give me Joe Flacco. If he's uh, going to play one uh, good game, it's this one. Hutton, are you confident enough to parlay these three games together? You know what? I will. Uh, I have bet them individually. Again, I'm going now, Steelers, Saints, going Jets. To group them. I will parlay them all together, and let's win big this weekend, gentlemen. Let's win. Let's, let's win. win. Later, I'm going to give you some uh, some par- uh, some uh, individual to bet on to also yeah. win. Money. Coming up in an hour. Uh, Paul, second worst pick since you hate the Jets pick. Which one was it? Uh, I, I, I think maybe the Saints just because – Time ticks on all of these trends, and uh, Brady didn't play great last week. Uh, maybe he's due, but I, I like the first two. I do like the first two. We're gonna ride. We're gonna win some money. Coming up, SEC headlines, and we get right you ready up. for kickoff across the Southeastern right Conference. That's all straight ahead on Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network.